What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hoopex, where we talk about basketball and wrestling, unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. I'm Jonathan Brown. And we got a lot to cover on the wrestling side today. Um, first, I'm a, we we going to start off with uh, the results from day one, which kind of leads into the Royal Rumble. Um, first thing I'm going to say is that show was um, wasn't bad. But that's 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 the nicest way I'll put it. It wasn't like don't it wasn't terrible. Um so John, well well cause I did you what part did you catch in it? What part did you come in during the watch party? Um it was like edge and miss. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna give like a a quick recap before we get to the part where John was actually able to see the show. Okay, so on the pre-show, they had Sheamus and Rich Holland versus Cesaro and Ricochet. Already off rip. How was that on the pre-show? And then it gets worse because I guess uh, Cesaro and Ricochet were trying to do a, do a double double team move, and Ricochet landed straight on Rich Holland's nose, like foot, like straight up went boom right into his nose. So Rich Holland's nose broke. So. They took him to the back, which means it was Sheamus versus them two in a handicap match. And you think that they would have, you know, had the, the the people with the advantage win, but no, Sheamus beat two men by himself. Yes, WWE, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> if you could see John's reaction... Oh my god. Okay, so just off hearing that, what's the first thing that comes to mind? So it was a two-on-one handicap. Yeah. And the one one. Basically, what happened was I guess Ricochet tried to jump on Seamus on the outside. And then Seamus, what's the what's that thing he do when he put him on his back and then drop him? I forgot what it's called. But he did that. To the, on the um on the floor, and then he got back in the ring, hit the bro kick on Cesaro, and that was it. So he did the Celtic cross and then hit the bro kick. Yeah, and this was in a span of forty five seconds. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, the next match was the Usos versus the New Day for like the seven thousandth time. Um. There wasn't really anything to take away. I mean, of course, it was a great match. I mean, it's the New Days and the Usos. But the one thing that stood out from this entire match was the finish. Because you think the Usos would have done their little Uso splash. No. You think they'd do a super kick. No. You think it'd be a Samoan drop, a Superman punch, a spear, or something from Roman. No. The Usos won by hitting the 3D on Kofi Kingston. That, and I saw it, and I was just sitting there just thinking, like, what just happened? You know, I feel like, man, because Jalen for sure would have been sick if he saw it. But I guess that's their new finisher now, and they're calling it the 1D, the one and done. So... Yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I, 
my okay, here's my reaction. I think you know Devon. He's like it, like an advisor in WWE right now. I think so. Yeah, he has like one of those like director roles, backstage roles, like Jason Jordan and Tyson yeah. Kidd. I'm thinking he gave the Usos like his blessing. I would hope so. That's what I'm thinking. Because I know Bully Ray ass was mad. I know he was pissed. Uh, yeah, Bully Ray would never. <laughs> I'm going get mad at anything, dog. Exactly. Not the use of his move. Oh, my I, God. Yeah, I think uh, Devon gave him, gave him a blessing. Like, all right, here's the finisher. Here's how you do it. 1D because we're ones and then done, one and done. I think I think Devon gave him that finish. Yeah, I think it's solid though. It just feels weird because like I was because I'm thinking like it was probably a one time thing, but no, like I'm watching SmackDown and they hit it to a table on Kofi, and I'm just like, oh my god, like that's actually gonna be. They're finished now. This is cool, but Jesus. Okay. And now this third match. Um, This is going to be very... Uh, I'm going to try to be as nice as possible with this. Um, <laughs> okay, so next match... It's Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Morris. And this might be the biggest waste of time I've ever seen on a wrestling pay-per-view. Okay, John. So, obviously, based on who's involved in that match, how long would you expect it to go? Okay. It looks like a bathroom break break match. Mm -hmm. So, I would say five minutes. What if I told you that this match was nine minutes and 45 seconds? That's a long bathroom break. That made everybody, you know, get up, go to the bathroom, wash their hands, go to the concession stand, order nachos and chips, and then, you know, talk to a couple fans like, oh, man, what you think about the Usos match? What you think about the Sheamus match? And then you just go back to their seats. That's a lot of time. Ten minutes. You gave... Madcap Moss, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. But that's not even the real, the, the, that, fuck the match. Let's talk about the aftermath. Because, you know, after the match, you know, Drew, he doing a little interview. He's celebrating, like, oh, maybe I'm going to go after the champ, right? No. Corbin and Madcap Moss came back, attacked him, beat his ass. And then I feel like they committed murder. Because mm-hmm. they took a chair, they put the chair over Drew's head. Like, you know, like they like they would put it around somebody's arm, like they did that to his yeah. head. So like it goes to his neck. They took a piece of like 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 as if it was like, you know, like one of the little stand things, like if, if it was gonna be on the stage or something. Mm-hmm. They took one of those and smacked the chair. So I think I witnessed attempted murder on national tech on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard Drew was actually injured though. So yeah, maybe that was like his writing off. Yeah. 
or was he actually injured because of uh, because of that? No, I heard it was an injury before then. Okay, so that was a writing off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And now moving on to the next match, which was wait, if if it was the writing off, why couldn't they have Happy Corbin go against Drew McIntyre if you know Happy Corbin never had anyone kick out of his finisher? And then after he wins, they just beat his ass. You know, WWE booking just kind of. You know what? I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to say it because you already know. You already know. Uh, Next match was RK Bro versus the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team titles. Ladies and gentlemen. You want to know what the biggest mindfuck of the night, what, what the second biggest mindfuck of the night was? RK Bro was accompanied to the ring by the Migos. That is, that sentence does not sound real. But I will say that that, that moment gave us one of the hardest pictures of 2022 already like that's that's like i gotta get that shit on a t-shirt type of picture so you know the match was great um the street profits was kind of acting heelish which was kind of confusing but apparently they're not heels but i guess they was just trying to show off in front of the amigos and they won because basically i guess montez was trying to run at at matt riddle riddle threw him up in the air and randy were to get the rko that has to be their finisher now. I don't care. I, I don't care. But I listen, the most hilarious moment of the night was seeing the Migos hit the hit hit the ropes and do Randy Orton's pose. Like, nigga, Quavo doing Randy Orton's pose is not on, on, on WWE pay-per-view is not something I had on the cards for 2022. That shit killed me. And now the next match, which is where John joined us in the lot in the watch party, is versus the Miz with Maurice. Now I'm gonna be honest, I barely paid attention to this match, but here's why. The reason, well, the reasons that I barely paid attention are because of two people who go by the names of Demar Derozan and Sadiq Bay. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I straight up. Did not care about this match at all, even beforehand. But then DeMar DeRozan and Sadiq Bey decided they wanted to hit game winners. We're going to talk more about that a little bit later. So I ain't really watching. All I saw was the finish. Beth Phoenix officially is making her return. She came out, distracted Miz and Maurice and Edge won, as, as expected. Um. Because you, since you were there, what did you think? Like, did you actually see the match or were you just focused on DeRozan? Since was, they were playing your Washington Wizards. Yeah, I was more focused on DeRozan. <laughs> um, I was even mad that we lost. I just, like, once he first pump fake and had Cody Kisper in the air, I was like, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's hitting this. He's yeah. hitting it. Yeah, so, more, more on the buzzer beaters later. But the second to last match on the card, and this is where I'm actually going to get angry. It was Becky 
place Midtime Becks versus Liv Morgan for the Raw Women's Championship. And obviously, I'm not as upset I was as about SummerSlam. But I'm pissed because Vince McMahon, you sick motherfucker. You had one job and one job only. Liv Morgan should be the champion. But no, Becky won after a body slam. Yeah. Listen, I don't know whose idea was to make Becky Lynch start doing the rock bottom, but she's bad at it. So stop asking her to do it. All of her matches have been, well, they haven't been bad, but she's been bad since she came back. She's been saying, she even said, how do you come back from doing your prime even better? I'm like, nah, you, you suck. Like, I'm, I know you suck. Like, she's literally been getting carried in every single match. Like, that triple threat between her, um, Sasha and, and Bianca, bro, she got carried. Her versus Charlotte, she got carried. Her versus Liv, she got carried. Her versus Bianca, she got carried. Everybody has been carrying her, yet she keeps winning. Like, no. Like, this is... This is Roman 2016 all over again. It is. It is. And it's fucking, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Get the belt off her now. Everybody's been saying, oh, they're going to wait till WrestleMania and put it back on Bianca. I'm, look, as much as I would love that, give her the title now. Please. Please. Fuck Becky. Um, fuck her. No. I want justice for Liv. Liv should win the Royal Rumble. And then it should be Liv versus Bianca at the Royal at WrestleMania. And I don't care who wins. I don't. I wanted them to. We win. I want I, I would prefer Bianca, but I'm definitely fine with Liv. Anyway, John, what did you think seeing Liv lose something she was supposed to win? You know that that the finish, right? The finish was botched. Midtime Becks. It was actually botched because after Becky did the rock bottom off of uh, with Liv, uh, Liv Morgan coming off the ropes, Becky was supposed to pin Liv while Becky's feet was on the on the bottom rope. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah, because she ain't get she couldn't get her feet on. Her. She couldn't get her feet on the bottom rope. Sorry. So yeah. it looks like a a clean win. Exactly. It looks like a clean win instead of like a cheating win, and then the storyline continues on to Royal Rumble. Now it looks like a clean win, and like oh damn, she be here fair and square, clean, and there's no point of continuing this. But ah, I, I thought Liv was gonna win. Yeah, yeah, we well she she should have won, and then. The next night on Raw, WWE did the unthinkable. Liv came out to interrupt Becky to ask for another shot, which is already issue on its on her on its own because she lost twice. So here's the thing: they decided to change her music. Oh my god! Oh, you haven't heard it. Oh no, my God. no, it's it's terrible. It's it's terrible. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, send it. I'm gonna send it to you after after we finish recording the show, bro. It's 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 bad. Like it's it's dog shit terrible. Like she had a banger. Like no, I I I sometimes question their decision making. Speaking of questioning decision making, even though I was happy about this at the time, let's talk about the main event. So for those of y'all that didn't know, um, unfortunately, you know, it was supposed to be Roman versus Brock, but unfortunately, Roman caught COVID. So what they said instead was they were going to add Brock to the fatal four-way, make it a five-way. So it's Brock, Biggie, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley. Also, Seth is now actually going by Seth freaking Rollins, which is stupid. Like, that's actually his ring name now. Okay, no. No, no, who's, no, stop, stop it. But anyway, you know, it goes eight minutes, and it's a fire-ass main event. Like, everybody hitting their moves. We finally get to see a glimpse of Brock versus Bobby. Bobby Spears Brock through the barricade. Brock throwing out F5s and suplexes on motherfuckers. And then, in the most sudden, shocking, but unsurprising move ever, Big E goes for the big ending on Brock. Brock reverses. Brock hits the F5. One, two, three, and Brock is the WWE champion. And at first, I was happy because I'm like, okay, it's Brock. I, I fuck Brock heavy. I love Brock. I think Farmer Brock should be a champion. I should. I def, I felt like Brock should have beat Roman. And apparently, that was what was going to happen. Big E did not get the title reign he deserved. Yeah. At all. Um, he could have... He deserves so much better. Um, hold on. But basically, just I'm just I'm just pissed off because Big E was supposed... Like, they ended up coming out later. He was supposed to win the match. He was supposed to win. And then if you could just see his reaction afterwards, like... I know he was pissed because I was pissed for him. Like, he got the title, and then he, he didn't do nothing. Like, but, you know, I will say, though, that the Brock versus New Day beef is actually hilarious. It's, it, it's borderline racist that they keep doing this, but it's hilarious. Because every time a New Day member is involved with the WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar just chooses violence and commits murder every time. But, okay, so, John, what do you think about this? Like, what do you, what, where's your head at after the main event and the aftermath? Like, so when I saw the tweet that Roman was out and they were going to put Brock Lesnar in the, Fatal four-way match, make it a fatal five-way match. I knew Brock was going to win right there. They were definitely going to give Brock the title. There's no way Brock is going to lose in a fatal five-way match. That he was just added it in. No, there's just no way. Plus, Brock did say he was a free agent. So I was like, okay, he's going to win the title. And then when uh, the entrances... When the rest of us came out for the entrance, they had Big E go second to last. 
this is your champion and he's coming out second to last whenever you see a champion come out first or not last they lose every they're, time. they're losing every the title every time they're losing the title they're just losing it I so really when hate you when yeah like second to last come on i understand brock is the guy but nah second second to last that's that's just disrespectful i can understand brock going second to last but biggie your champion nah man and then the thing that irritated me the most about it is that that match could have been longer like bro oh yeah it was eight minutes that was shorter than Drew Exactly. How the hell did Madcap Morris get more time than this? Like, it could have went at least 15. Honestly, it could have went 20. Because the show ended kind of early, too. So, oh, they could have yeah. went, like, an extra 20 minutes. So, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of upset about that. However, however, they, WWE this week has... They've outdone themselves this year. And I didn't know just how good things would be. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we have the majority of the card for the Royal Rumble. And let me just say, if you're not watching the watch party or if you're in Atlanta and you're not at the Royal Rumble little thing that John, me and John are, are working on. You are completely missing out. <sighs> let, me, let me just, because this, this warms my heart. So we are getting Edge and Beth Phoenix versus The Miz and Maurice. We are getting Becky Lynch versus either Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, or Liv Morgan. We are getting the men's Royal Rumble match, which let's let me go back to WWE's Twitter, see who they've announced. Because they, they they went crazy with the woman, but I'll talk about that in a second. So so far in the men's Royal Rumble, it's the Street Profits, Seamus, Austin Theory, the Mysterios. And John, you want to say the last one? Johnny Knoxville. Let me just, I want to say this about Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville would have been cool if it was like 2007, 2006, when when Jackass was like blowing up. Yeah. But why in 2022, when we have moved on from the Jackass era, we're on to YouTubers now. Jackass, I mean, they're funny and all, but we moved on from them. Exactly. We, y'all could have had like a more recent celeb. If y'all had Jake Paul or Logan Paul in the Royal Rumble. Sure, I mean, honestly, people, I thought they would have done it. Yeah, I thought they, I mean, the crowd would boo them, but it would get people to watch because the Pauls have been crazy. They've been going crazy with popularity now. Hey, bro, asking Johnny Knoxville to do the Royal Rumble is basically asking me to do the Royal Rumble. Like, come on now. However, I will say this. Vince McMahon, you have done well. You have done well. The Women's Royal Rumble. 
listen to this. So they've announced 19 out of the 30 so far. And I'm still pissed off that they announced some of these. But yeah. it's a must watch. So it's Shashi Blackheart, Natalia, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, which is kind of they they basically doing the the Brock 2020 where the champion comes in. Um Dana Brooke, who apparently is the 24-7-11 champion. Um I-95. When the hell did this happen? Um Naomi. Nikki Cross, Zelina Vega, Carmella, Shayna Baszler, Tamina, and Aaliyah. But that's not what I care about. The top row of this of this graphic is Kelly Kelly, Lita, John's favorite women's wrestlers of all time, the Bella Twins. No, no, <laughs> the no. Hall of Famers, Michelle McCool. For some reason, Summer Rae, that that shocked me because I'm like, why? You yeah. know, but the one that I want to focus on, because you know I'm not going to call it Impact because I have my bias, because if I call it Impact Wrestling, that means I'm giving Hulk Hogan credit, and I would never give him credit for anything. The TNA Knockouts Champion, Mickey James, is going to be in the Royal Rumble. Mickey James, the same Mickey James that when they fired her, they put all her shit in a trash bag and shipped it. Mickey James, who is the knockouts champion in TNA. WWE straight up said impact knockouts champion, Mickey James. Do you know what that potentially means? And I can't believe I'm about to say this because I've, I've really wanted to say this for so long, but it never happened. Vince McMahon, I think, just opened the forbidden door. Yeah. And I swear to God, if this, if look, if we, because here's the thing, Impact's roster ain't horrible. They got the Iconics. Of course, they got Mickey James. I would love to see Moose versus Lashley. I would. That shit would be heat. Um, but John, I don't even the, the rest of the women. Actually, no, 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 no. I want to hear your opinion first on the Bella Twins being added to this. <laughs> no. <laughs> First, all right, I'm a, I'm a rant. All right, all right. Um, Bella Twins, I'm sorry, they're they're not good. They're just not good. They're just not good. Um, they're definitely doing it for their kids, which I just have to respect. You know, I'm doing it for my son. I'm doing it for my daughter. It's gonna be, yay, mothers are strong. Gotta respect that. However, they will botch. They will botch. They will botch. And then add along Kelly Kelly in there, another one. Oh hey, whoa. I mean, look, I you right, but don't do her, man. Don't do her. Man, look, that was my baby back in the day, dog. Don't do her. You're up. <laughs> they will botch. They will botch. They will mess man. up. It will man. look ugly. 
the crowd will cringe. And this is in a football stadium, not an arena, a football stadium with a long entrance. This hey, will be bad. Hey, have you wait? Have you heard the rumors that they might be coming back for a tag team title run? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't want them to come back. I don't want. I want them to go home, watch their children, be a family mother. Yo, be a family mother. No, no. We we have seen you wrestle since 2008. You had no moves except the switcheroonie. That's it. I don't want to see any more of that. I don't want to see your finishers that you got from your your your, your boyfriends or your husbands. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. We have enjoyed our time. We have also been tired of seeing those finishers. We're done. We're done. I'm screaming, dog. It's time for other new women's wrestlers. It's their time now. Your time is up. Their time is now. Not the John Cena lyrics, bro. Don't fucking weep. But then the last question I have in regards to the Women's Royal Rumble, bro. How do you feel about Vince McMahon finally saying fuck it and opening the forbidden door? I mean, to tell you the truth, like, how do I say? I'm kind of not surprised. And the reason why I'm not surprised because it's Mickey James. Because Mickey James has a lot of history in WWE. And we, we it's like, uh, I mean, it's, it's the only one they can allow. You get what I'm saying? If yeah. it's someone that, that risen up in TNA, and then they become like a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. Oh, <laughs> people would have went crazy. But it's Mickey James. But the only surprising part is that she's just the Impact Champion, and she's coming over to WWE. And I saw a report that the reason why uh, she's doing the Royal Rumble is because she's not signed to TNA full time. I mean, I guess, but they still acknowledge TNA, which is yeah. Crazy. I never thought they would acknowledge TNA. I thought, especially not now. Yeah, because remember when um they did the uh it was like 2012, right? And Ric Flair, who was still signed with TNA, he did a trade. It was like TNA WWE. They did a trade. It was like okay, Ric Flair is going to be in the Hall of Fame with the Four Horsemen. Asked the four horses. Oh, yeah, when uh, Christian showed up. Yeah. Christian was in the TNA Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. Not, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. So it kind of it was like, uh, so I, I wasn't surprised at all. I was just surprised that Mickey James would come back to WWE after the way how they yeah. fired her. Man, Crash I'm back. just wondering what music she's going to use. Probably the WWE one. Hey, man. She can, bro, just let her use hardcore country just once, man. I, I, please, please. Nah, nobody would know. Oh, that is facts. That is true. Nobody would really know. I think it did just go stick to the WWE one. Probably. So. Man, 
man, but then but, we got uh, we got two more big matches on this show and on the card, man. And this might be the best way rumble of all time, potentially. The first one, we are finally getting Lashley versus Lesnar. We have been begging for this for years. Begging. And we're finally getting it. Finally getting it. And then the last match, Vince, you did good. You did good. You did great. So, obviously, since Brock is a WWE champion now, they – I'm thinking I, – at first I thought, I'm like, okay, it's going to be Brock versus Roman, and they're going to they gonna, um, do the uh, the unification. Because I'm like, honestly, we can get you rid of the universal title. Say less. Bring back the, the World Heavyweight Championship or something. Cool. No, that's not what they're doing. But this is actually still pretty good. So they announced that, okay, well, they're going to announce Roman's opponent at the end of the show. And I was like, okay, cool. SmackDown kind of sucked. And I was just waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting. I see Roman. He's just sitting there. And I hear a knock at the door. Roman stands up. And they slowly cut the camera. And you know who's standing right there, dog? (laughs) Seth. Fucking Rollins, <laughs> man, that is about to be a banger. I'm sorry, like I don't care who wins, I I don't like I I genuinely don't care who wins, bro. We that is the match we have been asking for. Thank you, Vince McMahon. Fuck you, but thank you. So, the Royal Rumble is for sure about to be a banger this year. So again, if you don't tune into the watch party. You missing out. You are for sure missing out. They are definitely making up for their mistakes with day one. I will say that. But now that's going to do it for the wrestling portion of the podcast. And now let's talk some WNBA. And we got some stuff to talk about today. The first things first, John, you brought us our attention. But... So you 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 gonna do this one? Talk to me about Sandy Brondello becoming the coach of the Liberty. Uh, it was not a surprising move to me. It wasn't surprising because I knew she was going somewhere. I mean, come on now, finals appearance. She's not gonna be. Oh yeah, let go of her contract, and then she's not gonna coach for a whole year. No, that's just not going to happen. No. And then it was her and Walt Hawkins. They they um both got released from their jobs on the same day. So when Walt Hawkins was first and then Sandy was second. So I was like, okay, she might go to New York or there may be another WNBA coach opening and then she may go to, to that team. But I'm not surprised about um, – Sandy Brondello going to the New York Liberty. Um, New York Liberty, this is now you have a good coach. So the expectations are still high. Playoff, playoffs, or bust. Playoffs or advance further or bust. You know, I completely agree. I well, I was surprised about her going to the going to the Liberty because I know like they it was she was in talks of of um being their coach but it didn't like hit me like uh Sandy Brondello going to New York 
Now, I love Sandy Brondello, but as you know, I hate the New York Liberty. And you know why I hate the New York Liberty? Why? Well, not the Liberty, but I hate their franchise player because she's not a fucking franchise player. I'm I'm sorry. Like, listen, listen to the Sabrina in a fans. Let me say this. I am not saying she sucks. But she's supposed to be way better than this. Like, you ever root for somebody so hard just for them to sell you, like, time and time and time again? Like, those first three games of the season, Sabrina went off. She 30-point games, game winners at the buzzer, triple doubles. And then the rest of the season, she just average. Like, Bet Nyers and Laney is the reason that they even – made the playoffs they 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 made the playoffs because of Ben Nigelian oh yeah and Natasha Howard of course so here's the thing this season is going to either make or break Sabrina Inescu's case for her becoming a star in the WNBA because she's shown her flashes of course like, you know, her first season, she only played a couple handful of games and then she got hurt. She came this year and she had those first three games against she went off. But then the rest of the season, she was she wasn't awful. But like you expect so much better from somebody that caliber because you see her in all of the State Farm commercials with Chris Paul, all the Slam magazine covers like you see her everywhere like she's slowly becoming one of the faces of the WNBA and she's not performing like one of the faces of the WNBA. So this season is either going to make or break her case. So with Sandy Brondello, Sabrina, Natasha Howard, Betnaiza Laney, they have no excuse to be as mid as they were last year. I'm not saying they're going to be like immediately like, you know, have playoff success. But it's not even about them making the playoffs because with the team like that, they have no excuse to make the playoffs, especially with Sandy Brandel as a coach. They have to win a, a game. They have to win a game. Mm-hmm. A series, I don't see it because of the caliber of the other teams. Again, like if if New York ends up running the Vegas, it's, it's bad. It, it's raps. So I definitely think that is a, a great move for New York to have Sandy Mardell as a coach. Again, she just had a finals, finals appearance. Um, Phoenix, you are kind of stupid for letting her go because how fuck no. So I definitely think that they have a lot to prove this season, some, especially Sabrina, but I think that they might pull through. I definitely think so. And another topic for the WNBA, ladies and gentlemen, Sue Bird officially announced she's going to go one more year. One more year. Um, It's definitely going to be bittersweet at the end of the season. Because, I mean, she didn't come out and straight up say, like, oh, yeah, this is my last year. She said, well, one more year. Because everybody was chanting one more year during the playoffs. And she just said, okay, let's go. She, oh, she didn't confirm 
nor deny that she's retiring at the end of the season. All we know is that she's playing. John, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, do you think this is her last season? Yeah. I, I think this is her last season. I mean, you already got how many gold medals? Four, five? You already got four championships? I mean, if you don't get a championship this year, what are you going to do? Come back for another one? Man. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that seems like a that's a Diana type of move. Like, I'm not retiring until I get another ring. Yeah. Sue, Sue is not gonna do that because I mean, she's 41 right now. Like, she's 41 right now. Like, she will be 42 at the end of the season. Because I mean, the season starts in what May, May. and then it runs to October. October. So she's literally going to turn 42 during the playoffs. She's done after this year. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, in, in regards to her production, I mean, Sue Bird, it's not like she's going to put up, like, 20 and 10 just because it's her last no. season. Like, no. I think she's going to be, like, a solid 12 and 8. Um, I, But I definitely think that – I mean, she's going to put her all into this season. Um, most definitely. I think that because she kind of has, like, you know, this is my last season, like, I want to go out in a good way, that Seattle, I mean, they're going to have Sue in her last season, so obviously she's going to play like like a beast. Stewie is back, and you you already know, like, I, I I've said this multiple times, if Brianna Stewart didn't get hurt, they would be the WNBA champions. Jewel Lloyd is going to hoop. Jordan Canada is also going to hoop. So with that being said, this is definitely like a title, a, t- a title, but I don't want to say or bust season because, I mean, it's not like they're going to just blow the team up because they lose. It's just they want to get Sue one more or ring before she heads out. And Man, this is actually kind of crazy because I cannot pick a team this year. I can't because obviously, you know, Phoenix is my team. But now Becky Hammond is the coach of Las Vegas. So, of course, that I'm on for them. But at the same time, I want Sue Bird to get her last ring. So I can't choose now. I can't. But what do you think about their title chances um, this year? About uh, Vegas or Seattle? Yeah, Seattle. Seattle? I, I don't think they're going to win. I don't think so. Uh, but it'll, it'll, they'll have a deep playoff run, but I don't think they're going to win. I don't think so. I, Vegas has a huge shot. Yeah. If Vegas don't get their shit together, it's the players. It's not the coaches. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Because, I mean, they had – like, Bill Lambeer is one of the greatest coaches in the history of the WNBA. Yeah, Like, you – there is no denying it. Like, you can feel how you feel about how he was as a player, whether it was in Detroit, whether it was in Vegas. Bill Lambeer 
knew winning women's basketball. He knows winning women's basketball. Now, I don't know if he's still on the staff or not. Um, I, I still don't I still don't know where he stands in regards to his position with the Aces because obviously he's not the head coach anymore. But if he's still there with Becky Hammond as the head coach, with Liz Cambage, with Asia Wilson, with Chelsea Gray, they have there's literally like they have I don't want to say every it's like they have everything to lose, but nothing to lose at the same time. Mm-hmm. So for them to not win the title, I don't, I really don't want to put the championship or bust thing on Becky Hammond. I really don't, but it's like, they built the championship team. Like it's not like a, a contender or that like they built the champions, like they have the champions. So but but trying to get back to Sue Bird, um, are there any records that she needs to break or that she's close to breaking? Uh, she, she don't need to break any records. Like, uh, I I kind of want to see her break an assist record. I mean, I, I think she already broke that. Wait, let me look. Um. Oh yeah, she is the all-time assist. Okay, so she's. All-time leader in all-star appearances, assists, games played, minutes played, and turnovers. Um, yeah, she's. I mean, she's literally done it all. So, I just want to. I just want to see Super ball out. That's it. Seattle make a deep playoff run. Try to get her a ring. If she doesn't, it's fine. But the Super has had a hell of a career. Hell of a career. Yeah, and. You know, even as a non-WNBA fan before now, Sue Bird was one of the few names we knew. So she definitely is going to leave a huge impact. And when she does retire, her her presence on Seattle will definitely be missed. And those aren't shoes that will be filled very easily. So I don't know what they'll do after her. But I know that right now they're going to go crazy. Yeah. And now... We talk about the men's side. And we talked about it a little bit earlier. And now we're just going to go fully in depth. This has been a season of buzzer beaters. You remember at the start of the WNBA season when it was literally nothing but game-winning buzzer beaters? That That's literally what we're dealing with right now in the NBA. Like, I think as of right now, there have been... 10 buzzer beaters, game winners this season alone. Usually you get like 10, 11 a season. Like we're not even at the all-star break and we already have 10. Um, now some of these, like, honestly, because some, some of these haven't even happened at the buzzer. Some of them just been clutch. Like for example, Sadiq Bay didn't, it, it didn't happen at the buzzer. It was like three seconds left, but Mm-hmm. That was a clutch shot. Um, SGA, he's he hit a clutch three, but then Devontae Graham happened, and you know, I, bro, I really wish Damon was on this episode so I could run my mouth because I would have been <laughs> sick. I really would have been sick off of that. Um, I'm trying to think who. Else. Oh yeah, DeRozan. 
DeRozan is the first player in NBA history to hit two two straight buzzer-beating game winners in back-to-back games. No one has ever done that before, ever. So if you don't have DeMar DeRozan in the MVP conversation, not just off of that, because of Chicago's success, you're stupid. But, John, what have been your favorite buzzer beaters so far? Favorite buzzer beater? I mean, DeMar DeRozan against the Wizards. I mean, that's my favorite one. I mean, he did it over Cody Kispert and Bradley Beal. Nobody thought. Nobody. I mean, nobody has ever hit back-to-back buzzer beaters on back-to-back days. I mean, that that's the best one for this season. Yeah, yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, obviously, you know, it wasn't a buzzer beater, but I have my bias towards Sneak Bay. Um obviously, you know, the uh the Pistons are um underperforming. That's putting it nicely. So in the first game of the year, we needed something. And Sadiq Bay hit one of the greatest shots in Pistons history. So I'm definitely satisfied with that. But honestly, yeah, I'm going to have to go with DeRozan because, I mean, DeMar DeRozan has been playing crazy basketball. And I don't know where he's getting it from. I mean, obviously, DeMar DeRozan's always been a great player. But, I mean, he's an MVP candidate. That's – and Chicago is – the best team in the East. Um, another one that I really want to talk about is Devontae Graham. Like, that was insane. Like, for one, it set an NBA record for the longest shot game winner ever. And that, I really would have been sick if I was an OKC fan because SGA put up a prayer and it went in. And we are like, okay, that's it. That's it. Devontae Graham gets the ball. He takes one dribble and heaves that motherfucker from, like, the free throw line. And you see it, and you see it, and you see it, and then it goes in. But the one more that I want to talk about, and I'm going to ask you first about it because I'm a little pissed off about it. But I'm going to ask you first, John, how did you feel when R.J. Barrett hit that game winner the other night? Oh, I was like, oh, man, we're getting a new Side Talk NYC video. That's what I thought. I thought we would have Knicks fans go be in front of a camera screaming into a microphone. We're back! Bing bong! That's what I thought. So I thought, all right, we're going to get a new Knicks video. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be trending on Twitter. Everybody's going to go crazy. I mean, that's what I thought it was going to be. So, but the Knicks and the Celtics have been disappointing me. Just mediocre. Mediocre. You know what? Before I rant, let me just, let me just open up FanDuel very quickly. And I'm going to tell you why I'm upset that R.J. Barrett hit that game winner. R.J. Barrett cost me money. Because, you see, 
first things first. Shout out Julius Randle. He did what needed to be done. But Mr. Barrett, you sick bitch. I needed you for one of my other parlays. All I needed you to do was score 15 points. And since Evan Fournier decided he was just going to choose violence, they had no choice but to win that game. When you hit that buzzer beater, do you know how many points you ended with? 13 points. And you killed my fucking parlay. You know how I was, that game would have pissed me off. Because that game should have went to overtime. Because you see, for my other parlay, which would have gotten me $130 off of a $1 bet, I might add. I needed two more rebounds from Jason Tatum and one more assist from Dennis Schroeder. That's all I need. So I just said, let, let this game go to overtime. Please let this game go to overtime. And then R.J. Barrett decided that he actually wanted to be good at basketball. That was the moment he chose to be good at basketball. When I had money on the line. So R.J. Barrett, if you hear this, fuck you. You suck. You're a bust. Okay, you are a fucking bust. New York, New, I know New York is rolling in their grave knowing that they drafted you. Go to hell. But that's, that, I'm, I'm going to just leave it at that. I'm going to just leave it at that. And our final NBA topic of the day, our predictions for All-Star Weekend. Now, the NBA has released their first fan vote returns on all-star voting. And before we start with our predictions, I would just like to say first and foremost that they need to make some sort of change with the all-star fan vote. Because Jesus Christ. You want to know who was on this list who has no reason being on this list right now? Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Ladies and gentlemen, Clay Thompson is not playing until this Sunday. He's Sunday. not playing his. Oh, oh, you didn't hear? Yeah, they announced it yesterday. Clay, Clay play tomorrow. What? Yeah, Clay, Clay officially makes his debut tomorrow. Oh, that's crazy. And I don't – the thing is, wait, is it a national televised game? Let me see. Probably not. Because I swear to God, if it's on NBA TV, I'm going I'm to be pissed. It's on NBA TV or their local. Warriors, 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 Warriors. Wait, where's the game? Bro, it's on NBA TV. Oh, knew it. Oh, Jesus. I'm sick. And I don't have NBA I'm sick. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but Clay Thompson is on this list. And he hasn't played. Russell Westbrook is on this list. Oh my God, Russell Westbrook! You know what? I'm going to because the Lakers made my parlay hit last night. I'm not going to say anything about Russ today. But he almost he almost got dragged today. You know, and the one that made oh yeah, Kyrie is on this list. Kyrie didn't play his – has played one game, and it was a couple days ago. Yeah. And then as much as I love this man to death, 
Chicago, can you please, for the love of God, stop voting for Derrick Rose? Please, please. I get that's your boy. That's my boy too. I love Derrick Rose. But the Knicks averaging 12 points. Derrick Rose. 12 points. Okay. If y'all wanted to do this, y'all should have been doing this when he was in Detroit. But no, y'all didn't want to vote for Derrick Rose because he was in Detroit. But now, now that he's out of the city of Detroit, now y'all are like, oh, let's put Derrick Rose back in the All-Star game. Like, no. Derrick Rose was averaging 20 points when, with Detroit. And y'all just kept quiet. He should have been reserved. But no, y'all want to keep quiet. And now, oh, it's the Knicks. He's averaging 12 points a game. And let, let's put him in the All-Star game. No, no. No. Um, and obviously, I'm not going to sit here and go through, you know, all of the obvious all-star voting choices outside the fact that KD and Steph are the leaders in all-star votes. But, John, wh- what names are, are on here that wouldn't have been here last year that you're very excited on this list so far? Um, I would say... Fred Van Fred Van Vliet and um SGA. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, mine is honestly Andrew Wiggins. Like oh, Andrew yeah. Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, a lot is of folks. finally being the player that we all thought oh. he had the potential to be, and I'm happy for him. Um. You know, I just realized that in third for the front court in the Western Conference, Paul George is in the race. Ladies and gentlemen, I know that Paul George has been hooping. But Paul George ain't played no games. Paul George has been hurt the majority of the season. He just missed, what, I think his 13th game? So why did y'all vote for Paul George? I'm not even – I am i can't even say I hate Paul George anymore. I just don't care because I don't care about the Clippers enough to hate that man anymore. Damn. But he ain't played. Yeah, he, Paul George is not a top 50 scorer in the league right now. Jesus Christ. Um, Let me see. This is top 50. Okay, I think honestly, I think Miles Bridges deserves the votes that he did get to. Oh yeah, he's been playing outstanding. But then, speaking of Miles Bridges, let's talk about our predictions for the dunk contest. I think Miles Bridges, because he was supposed to do it last year, but he didn't. Miles Bridges, for one, once you leave Charlotte, come home. The Pistons need you, but that's for another day. I need you to enter the dunk contest and win. And I need I need you to win the dunk contest. Other people that I think will be in it would be Miles Bridges, Anthony Edwards. I'm trying to think. Who, well, who else would you put in the dunk contest this year? Miles Bridges, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. I'm a rant. Ja. No, because uh-huh. Jago misses dunks. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. I, I would love it. I would love it. I would love it. Oh, he gonna miss those. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Gary Payton the second. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Mm, who else? Who else is a great dunker? Um, I heard Derrick Jones Jr. name all season, so he must not be dunking on niggas no more. Um, maybe Nick Claxton. Maybe no, that's a huge stretch. I'm tweaking. I'm tweaking. He just know how to dunk on somebody. But hey, we got DeAndre Jordan in the dunk contest before, so maybe maybe Nick Classic can get a shot. Um, you know, okay, here's an underrated ch- a choice for the dunk contest, and this is gonna sound so crazy when I say it, but Jeff Green, Jeff mm-hmm. Green, Jeff Green, and here's why. I don't know how he manages to do this, but every year. Even at the age of 35, Jeff Green somehow becomes Superman at least three times a year and either goes off for 30 or dunks on three niggas at the same time. I don't know how he does it. Every every year, I don't I don't understand. Like Jeff Green might be the biggest cheat code in the NBA, even more of a cheat code than LeBron, because this does not make sense. Jeff Green will either go 12 for 12 or 1 for 12, never in between. And then when he goes 12 for 12, he's dunking on some of the best defenders in the league, and I don't get it. I don't get it. Jeff Green is old. Like, you know, obviously LeBron is 37, but LeBron is LeBron. Jeff Green is, like, NBA old. And he listen, Jeff Green last night against Sacramento dunked on – Mr. Cheater, Tristan Thompson, twice in a span of 35 seconds, not 35 game seconds, 35 seconds overall. And he dunked on Tristan Thompson twice. Damn. Twice. Tristan Thompson, bro, you need to retire. Bro, Tristan Thompson treats on Khloe Kardashian more than he plays basketball. That's ridiculous. Yeah, bro. Tristan Thompson, he needs to retire immediately. You know, like not Amen. don't wait for after the season, retire immediately, be a family man, and take care of your children. Man, hey, bro, this is completely unrelated. But did you see that um that interview when uh, Lamar Odom was talking about um when he was with when he was dating Taraji? No, I never saw that interview. I'm about to oh Jesus, I'm about to ruin your day. So Lamar Odom and Taraji were item back in the day. Okay. And he said that he really, really, really enjoyed being with Taraji and everything. And then in the most Lamar Odom moment I've ever heard, you want to know why him and Taraji broke it off? Why they broke it off? In his words, his words, not mine. The reason it didn't work with Taraji is because while I was with her, I started falling in love with a woman named Khloe Kardashian. And that's when I knew that this nigga was really on crack. Yeah. Because how do you willingly choose Khloe Kardashian over Taraji? Taraji P. Henson. You have to be on crack for that. Like, no, no. Uh, that, That made me sick. That genuinely made me sick. But let me think. Oh, yeah, the three-point contest. Um, I think Steph might do it this year. Again? Um, well, I mean, he had, he does, he's on, this is only like the 
third time he he done it. I think. How many um, times has he won the three point championship? I think he only won it once. Once? Yeah, yeah, he only won it once because I think he's only done it like two, three times. So oh, I'm thinking my. Steph, Joe Harris, um, who else? He's gonna do it for fun. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else will be in the three-point contest this year. Um, definitely not Dane, because I don't know. I don't know what happened. I I don't know what happened this, to Dame this year, man. But he can't hit shit. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, who are the best shooters in the league in regards to like percentages right now? Best shooters in the league. Steph has been struggling. Um, well, I mean, but then again, it is Steph, so. Um, let me check. Just let me check the stats. Um, let me see. Um, in well, yeah. Tristan Thompson is currently the second best three point shooter in the NBA, shooting 100%. Dwight Howard shooting 75% from three. Yeah. Um, oh my. Trevor Reza shooting 50%. Willie Colley Stein 50%. Udonis Haslam 50%. Okay, let's. Uh, they don't count. Okay, they don't count. Yeah. So currently, the best shooter in regards to consistently shooting is Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams okay, is the twenty eighth I... best shooter in the league. He's shooting fifty percent. Um, I'm 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 at a loss for words. Okay, I got I'm on NBA.com, and uh, Joe Harris. Okay, okay. Joe so Harris is number one, forty six percent. Okay. Yep, forty six point six percent. PJ cut PJ Tucker is number two with forty six point two, and then Eric Gordon. With forty-four point eight, and uh, Tyrese Halliburton, forty-four point five, uh, Cameron Johnson, uh, forty-four point four. Okay, so he's gonna be in it for sure. Um, oh yeah, Buddy, Buddy Hill. Okay, so I'm thinking Steph, Buddy, Fred VanVleet, Patty Mills. Um, Honestly, you could include Kelly Oubre because I don't know what happened to him. But he just thinks he's Steph all of a sudden. And I don't know. The three-point contest is kind of difficult um, to choose. Let me think. Um, the skills challenge, nobody cares about the skills challenge to really make an opinion. So nah. I'm not even going to waste time. Maybe Jokic wins. I don't know. I don't care. Again. <laughs> um. The Rising Stars Challenge, that's going to be interesting because there have been some really solid rookies and second-year play, second players. Um, LaMelo is for sure going to make it. 
Cade is for sure going to make it. Um, Sadiq is not, and I thought he was. Um, let me think. Who else is a great second-year player this year? Who got drafted last year? Oh, yeah, Anthony Edwards. No, Anthony Edwards. I mean, shit, he might be an all-star with him and Melo. Um, other rookies, Franz Wagner. And I'm still sick that I actually can say that. That well, that I have to say that. Franz Wagner is definitely gonna be there. Um, what other rookies do you think are gonna be in it? Rookies and uh um Josh Giddy. Oh yeah, for sure. Josh Giddy, uh Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. Oh yeah, shout out um, Evan Mobley. He made he helped me make some money last night. Shout shout out to you. 15 points. Good job. Um who's the dude from Toronto? Oh, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Barnes. Um, uh, uh Mitchell from Sacramento. Oh, Davion Mitchell. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, you think Jalen Green gonna make it? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, let me think. Okay, second year players. Um, oh yeah, Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony has been going off. But you don't talk about him because he plays for Orlando. Yeah, I mean, but you you hear about Franz Wagner though. Um, let me see. So yeah, Tyrese Tyrese Halliburton. Um. Tyrese Maxey, Mayo Quickly, Desmond Bain. Hey, bro, I just got to say this. Last year's draft class sucks. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, bro, this draft class sucks. Oh, my God. Yeah, bro, 2020 NBA draft, y'all, y'all suck for the most part. But um, I'm trying to think. Is there's another event during All Star Weekend? I can't think of what it is. What is it? Is it the celebrity? Ga- it's the celebrity game. Mm-hmm. Um, who would be in the celebrity game? Who would be in the celebrity game? What celebrities? Who besides Quavo? I don't know. We just gotta find out. Yeah. Um. I mean, honestly, this is the least I've truly cared about the actual events in a long time because it's just kind of like, well, outside of the dunk contest, everything else I don't really care about besides the dunk contest in the game this year. Man, I'm just mad. I was actually supposed to go, but then COVID happened. So thank you so much, COVID-19, for ruining my plans to go to All-Star Weekend 2022 and Week-Ass Cleveland. Thank you so much. Cleveland. Man, I'm still pissed about that. But that's going to do it for this episode of Hooplex. Thank you guys for listening. Again, we were going we're gonna to bring out more details coming soon about the watch party for the Royal Rumble. But that's that's going to be a classic. Like it's, that's, I'm telling you again, if you do not tap in, you are missing out. But thank you guys, and we will see you all next week.